Hoodly Hoodly Podcast Arenos. Welcome to the Mahamakan Podcast, a weekly podcast where I interview creatives about their work, their story, and the culture writ large. I still don't know what writ large means, but uh, it sounds pretty good, very professional. I like it. This week I've got an interview for you with Scrimmy Bingus from the Instagram page Mushrooms with Scrimmy. Scrimmy is a psychonaut, mycologist, and all-round psychedelic bad boy. He is currently training to become a mycologist and grow his own fun guy. He's also a spiritual dude who is investigating the subconscious mind and the depths of his own psyche through psychedelics. And that's mainly what we talk about in this podcast, our own adventures within the void and trying to get to the bottom of it. Very tasty discussion with a lot of big questions about the nature of reality. Um, we are not endorsing the use of psychedelics, as always, and this is just a fact-finding mission of two dudes sharing their experiences and trying to figure things out. I hope you enjoy it. Oh. Yeah, well, welcome to the show. First of all, Thanks yeah, thank you very on. much, man. It's good to hear. Uh, it's good to hear a voice from home. Yeah, it's good. Same, man. It's been a while. How long have you? How long has it been in Australia now? You've been. I've been here probably um, a year and a half, nearly something mm-hmm. like that. Something like that. So, uh, so yeah, it's been good. I, I, um, I got five months in Melbourne post COVID, and then, uh, yep. and then COVID happened, and I've sort of just been dipping around, <laughs> avoiding lockdown after lockdown, just kind being of in the right place at the right time. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's been pretty good. It seems kind of weird in Australia. Like a lot of places are basically back to normal, and then other ones kind of. Oh man, still. like it's like mm. everything is fine here. Like, uh, yeah. there is festivals every weekend, like packed to the rafters. Like it's absolutely insane. That's what I thought, man. I've seen loads of videos and shit, and it's like a different planet, basically. Because yeah, Ireland is like, still, I mean, yeah, yeah. You'd be lucky I to have was, a few uh, cans on the canal at the moment. Yeah, like I was, I was at a festival um, on like I can't remember the exact date, but it was like mm. you know, eighteenth of December or something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like. You well, were in the height of it, you know. What I mean? <laughs> yeah, <We're> just... <laughs> everybody was in their bedroom at that point, yeah, pretty much. I don't yeah, think. literally. Jesus. And um, how long are you planning on? So you're working on a farm at the moment. Working and that's on a farm at the moment, visa. yeah. So that's mm-hmm. um, I have to do six months on the farm, and then that gives yeah. me another year, basically. So uh-huh. I'm in my second year visa. I'll do this farm work, and then I'm yeah. good until the end of 2022, basically. Is that a normal thing in Australia where you trade? farm work for time uh, over there yeah uh, pretty much yeah like uh, yeah. you get a year uh, you get a year on your visa and then you do three mm. months and then you get your yeah. second year and then if you want to stay a third year you have to do six months uh-huh. um but yeah good way to get the the work done that nobody else wants to do you know what i mean man i'd say it's tough graft and is that where you're finding a lot of the mushroom fellas so and you see even putting up some videos, obviously mushrooms with Scrimmy. That's kind of what yeah. I wanted to talk to you about, that journey and you know what Yeah, yeah. So like what's driving you on with it? I've been like, you know, I've been at this like sort of hiatus for a while now, trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, figure out like what am I actually gonna do? You know what I mean? What am yeah. I gonna do like post Australia? What am I gonna do for the rest of it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh like, you know, uh, who would have thought Screamy Bingus wants to make a career out of mushrooms? You know what I mean? That's pretty <laughs> fucking cool, man. I must admit, <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes. Um, yeah. I, sorry, go yeah, ahead. So the um, the uh, the sort of idea is like, mm-hmm. I started this Mushrooms with Screamy page and that's just like, you know, keeping the ball rolling just with like, yeah, I don't know, learning stuff and going out and getting mm-hmm. involved and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I want to start like growing um, gourmet and medicinal mushrooms, like on a small sort mm-hmm. of scale, um, sort of like sell to the local restaurants, be at the farmer's mm-hmm. market on a Saturday, Sunday type of thing. Yeah. Savage. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hoping to get a, I've like ordered pretty much everything I need to actually like start growing a few mushrooms like in the mm-hmm. gaff. So um 
so yeah that'll be the next step so you can keep your eyes peeled for that yeah for supplying some mushrooms um and yeah. is it a thing do you need land to do that is it something you'd need like not really man you like just because um, mushrooms are pretty flexible aren't they you can kind of grow them pretty pretty friggin' flexible mm. like there's yeah. um, and i'll get into it you can you can grow pretty much any of them um yeah ex- except like except a certain well like there's a lot of them you can grow but there's a lot of them you can't yeah. as well but um like, mm-hmm. i could just grow um the likes of like uh lion's mane shiitakes um yeah. reishis all these different types of mushrooms mm-hmm. like in a shed you know what i mean yeah. which is essentially like you just like you just get a small room uh, and mm-hmm. you set it up into a grow room basically mm-hmm. and um so you start mm-hmm. off with like a mycelium in a jar per se and then you transfer the mycelium into uh bigger bags of like a substrate mm-hmm. and then the mycelium sort of eats through all that substrate and then once it's eaten through everything you just put it into a into a room that has the right conditions mm-hmm. so you just keep it humid and keep it the air fresh and then just humid and damp is it and that's where they kind of thrive uh, mycelium's yeah, a weird much. one man i know i've read I, I was big into terence mckenna back in the day and yeah. I, another guy paul stamets yeah, Paul Stamets is like the He's high wizard of the mushroom absolute world. Grand wizard, man. He is yeah. a re- really interesting dude, man. But I listened to him talking about mycelium and that it's kind of like a living brain almost. Is that something? Pretty is much it? like, yeah. And that's mm. sort of something I was wanted to get into. So it's like, yeah. the, like a mushroom is basically like an apple of an apple mm. tree. You know what I mean? And yep. a, mushroom, a mushroom is the fruiting body of a mycelium. Uh, mm-hmm. mycelial network or mycelium organism you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. um and and yeah um the mycelium just grows throughout the ground eats whatever it eats and then when it's when it's finished its food supply or whatever it'll mm-hmm. just fruit a mushroom um mm-hmm. which is essentially um yeah what they are yeah um, and that's the edible yeah, like kind a, of it Mm-hmm. that's the edible or inedible like it'll, uh, depending on i mean man it's dodgy territory like i've obviously in ireland like people would be going looking for mushrooms and that you hear a few horror stories of getting the wrong ones and you end up on the toilet for about two weeks or you're yeah yeah <laughs> easily easily done you know what i mean there's so many mushrooms that look that look mm-hmm. like other mushrooms um, yeah so yeah you need to do you need to uh do your research before you go um eating any random mushrooms you find on the ground you know what i mean for sure man i mean a bit of a google <laughs> reaching out to the experts probably and how did you get started uh, with the mushrooms when was it like you said you're at this kind of juncture figuring out what you want to do what yeah, was it like, that led you to, to that path? i was just i was just like you know trying to think like what gets me going you know what i mean yeah. what like yeah. what ignites what ignites the spark under my ass you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and uh and like i had a uh, ripped up this um like a box like of like a button mushrooms like mushrooms you buy in the supermarket a box mm. and like mm-hmm. i'd hung it up in my van just as like a underneath the 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 rear mirror thing so yeah. it just sort of been like looking at me in the face the whole time just like mushrooms 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 you know what i mean i'm just like yeah. like there has to be a way and then uh mm. and then i've just been yeah figuring out about this like mushroom cultivation thing and yeah and uh how you know you can make a living out of it and i was like right well that's that's it you know what i mean <laughs> and uh you know hopefully someday the uh the psychedelic ones will be will be legal <laughs> Um, yeah or as or as close to it as they can and then uh, yep. i'll be sitting there waiting you know what i mean yeah then you'll be in falls and it's Grimmies park but i was yeah. talking to a mate of mine who's a neuroscience student who did his dissertation on addiction and psychedelics yeah um one of the podcasts we yeah i listened to i listened to a good chunk of that one yeah mm-hmm. really interesting chatting about i suppose the benefits of psychedelics for uh, kind of resetting people's brains with addiction. I know there mm-hmm. is some research going on at the moment that's still kind of in the trial period. But was that something that kind of I know you'd been over in South America and everything, and um, you'd done some rituals there. Did that yeah. also was there? Did that kind of contribute to choosing this path? I mean, how did the, those rituals affect your decision? Well, like you know, like I wasn't really into mushrooms uh, mm-hmm. 
as a whole before I started eating magic mushrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, all, it all stems from like mm-hmm. the crazy experiences you have when you're tripping on psychedelic mushrooms, yeah. which mm-hmm. like, it was like, what are these things? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like how do they do this? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, yeah. And what else is possible? And then, and then, yeah, like I was in South America in Peru and had a mm-hmm. really crazy, um, ayahuasca experience um when Mm -hmm. i was over there and you know my experience over there was just like it was like ayahuasca for beginners you know what i mean it was Mm -hmm. like uh you just come in a completely legit ceremony um but it was just one night long you know what i mean and normally people would go in and stay for a week and do ayahuasca like three or four times over the Mm -hmm. week you know yeah but this was sort of just like come in have have a bit of ayahuasca and see mm-hmm. see see how far you can go down the rabbit hole or see how see what you make of it you know in and just uh, one sir and something that you've touched on there i think is the the culture around mushrooms and psychedelics is something that i would have very much been in. like even with like psychedelic rock and the music and then guys like terence mckenna paul stamens um who's the other guy graham hancock is yeah who's a he's a historian, but also a very big proponent of, um, mushrooms and ayahuasca. And yeah. there is a They're real psycho Nazi, you know what I mean? Just exactly. Yeah. There's a cultural yeah. kind of movement that a lot of these guys, these brain hackers and stuff utilizing yeah. these ancient medicines basically to enhance their life and learn things about themselves. Yeah. Um, like, you know, people have been using, um, people have been using psilocybin containing mushrooms, you know, since like the beginning of time. And like, I was hoping Mm -hmm. we could maybe touch on, uh, Terrence McKenna's stoned ape theory. Oh, for sure. During the chat. Yeah. Absolutely. Like other, like, um, other cultures that used to take these mushrooms. Um, and we know about them through like cave paintings and stuff, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, they're all over the, all over the globe. You know what I mean? There's, Mm -hmm. uh, there's ones in a, a place called Tassili in Algeria, which are like mm-hmm. seven to 9,000 years old. And like mm-hmm. they depict like these little like pixie looking dudes holding mushrooms and like mm-hmm. there's dotted lines hooking from the mushroom into the head. You know what I mean? Which, yeah. Whoa. which is like, you know, they're not just painting pictures of random mushrooms. You know what I mean? No. And there's, yeah. well, I mean, I've seen tons of evidence for ancient cultures. They say in ancient Greece, there's a suggestion that the Eleusian mysteries, which were like a series of rituals that would have been done in Plato's time. And yeah, that were it was very, like a rite of passage type of thing. Rite of passage. And as far as it, well, they suspect it was ergot, I think it is. It's kind of like yeah, yeah. psychedelic ergot mold, a, I think. Yeah, it's it's called uh, claviceps purpurea, and it's actually yeah. the uh, derivative of um, of LSD. It's like oh oh yeah, it's what um, Albert Hoffman was working on. Like at yeah. the time, he was working with ergot, um, mm-hmm. and I was actually only reading a thing on that on that Greek thing. Um, yeah. Yes. Yesterday, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? The Greeks yeah. were like <laughs> dabbling yeah. with LSD a thousand years before it even happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but there's a huge in all of these ancient cultures. You do see the kind of the desire for altered states of consciousness, and hundred percent the transformations of their society as a result. Um, yeah, and that's like it's like there was a time there was a time in the history of humans and whatever, you know what I mean? That everyone mm-hmm. lived more harmoniously with, uh, mm-hmm. with like, you know, the world, like, yeah. And, uh, like you better believe that a lot of that, like, like every, mm-hmm. all ancient cultures have psychedelic rituals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They all do mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and, um, like they have that to thank for like, how yeah. well they just treated the place, you know what I mean? And and when you were in Peru, or when you were in uh, South America, when you were doing it, did they talk to you the, during the ritual? Was there a kind of shaman that was yeah, guiding so there things? Was, um, there was one main shaman. He was like a French dude who had been in Peru for God knows how long. Yeah. And uh, so he was like the main shaman. And then there was like two or three people on either side of him, just like yeah. um and they were they were musicians pretty much. Mm-hmm. So we all sat in. We were sitting in like tiered seating, and yeah. lying down. And uh, we all came in. He talked us through what was going down. 
mm-hmm. and then everyone got up and drank a cup. So you went up to the shaman, mm-hmm. you sort of laid out your intentions, and then you drank the cup. So when you say laid out your intentions, like what you were looking for in the ritual, what you're looking to get out of the experience, pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like you know, it doesn't it doesn't have to be anything too to you know you don't have to think about it too much you could just be yeah. like you know i want to see into myself you know what i mean yeah mm-hmm. and uh by jesus it'll show you i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> that's what i was thinking man i'd say it's like a set of binoculars directly into your soul <laughs> oh man it's like it's like i didn't even know that i could even think about this sort of stuff oh you know what I mean? man it, opening a door to just absolutely yeah, like when I first started, um, when I first started like coming up off it, mm-hmm. um, my name just uh, got written in front of me in like chipper neon lighting. That's all I could sort of describe it as, yeah. like the lights outside the chipper, and it was just like J A M I E, and I yeah. was like, it was asking me um, questions. It was like, who is Jamie? What is Jamie? Is Jamie a nice guy? What do people think of Jamie? Is Jamie this? Is Jamie that? Jamie, Jamie, yeah. Jamie, Jamie. And, yeah. uh, like it started asking me questions like at such a rate that I couldn't even hear what they were saying anymore. Mm. Um, and then when I got like, basically like that was getting really intense and I was like, ah, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. then I was like, right, just need to surrender to the experience, which is the advice they give you. Yeah. And then as soon as I did that, I just got like pulled from where I was at that point of the trip mm-hmm. and then brought into this, like big room is all I can describe it as. And it had like all these different doors and, um, each door was like, um, uh, a look into a different emotion. So there was like a door uh-huh. for anger, a door for empathy, a door for Whoa. judgment, a door for like everything you can think of. Mm. And I was able to open it up and have a look at how I was wired. Like, um, within that emotion (laughs) yeah and i was able to pull out the wires and plug them back in and where i where i thought i wanted them Uh to be you know what i mean and uh, yeah and like when i woke up from that experience you know like all those wires had been like rewired you know what i mean yeah so it's like i don't know just not That's, changed as a person, mm. but like changed as like my outlook on life, like yeah. and the way I did things and the way I thought about things from that moment on was different, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. really interesting because the way Aaron described it to me, talking about the effect of psychedelics on the brain was that it increased neuroplasticity, which is basically like your brain's ability to change. And that yeah. seems kind of like a dramatic representation of you doing that in your own brain almost like yeah kind of working on yourself yeah and it's like working on yourself but like instantly you know what i mean yeah Yeah. um and like i know i only broke the ice like very little you know what i mean it's like Mm. how deep that rabbit hole goes is like i'm intrigued like i'm yeah i'll be i'll be i'll be heading back to south america to (laughs) <laughs> to get yeah. to the bottom of it you know I mean? <laughs> to get to the bottom of it for sure man <laughs> i've been trying to do that myself i suppose in slightly other ways but my own experience i mean with mushrooms for sure um anytime i've done those has always been a very revolutionary or like a real revelation but always in a very positive sense yeah yeah i feel like you know it's like it's just a natural substance, you know what I mean? Mm. I, like, I feel like it grows from the ground, you know what I mean? Yep. Fucking, fucking eat it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it grows from the ground and it's not poisonous. Eat it and it'll show you the way, it'll show you the way, you know what I mean? And it's certainly, I mean, is that um, with the ancient tribes, the stoned ape theory, yeah. That was, um, it's pretty that crazy. It's yeah. pretty crazy mm-hmm. and like... I've listened to, I listened to a podcast there like pretty recently mm-hmm. um, yep. and it's called Understanding Consciousness and it was just yep. a Terence McKenna recorded uh, lecture basically yep. on yep. on his stoned ape theory and it was like a, a paper he wrote on it had come out the day before and yep. uh, you know, all the orthodox scientists were like, you know, this is crazy. Like what are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? You know what I mean? But like <laughs> yeah. when he, when he lays it out, it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, how can you not even, how can you not consider it? You know what I mean? Yeah. 
As far yeah. as I understand it, it's something like that apes would have been in the same location as these types of mushrooms and that if they ate it, it would give them better vision for yeah, hunting. That, 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 so, is one, that is one of the, uh, that's one one of of the advantages, yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll just lay it out a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, please. It's um, So it's like an unorthodox way of looking at um, the evolution of the human human brain capacity pretty much because yep. like our yep. brains like doubled in p- brain power in the space mm-hmm. of like two million years which is like mm-hmm. one of our the most dramatic transformation uh of something like that ever mm-hmm. to happen yeah um it's kind so of an like, evolutionary mystery that time of how our brain power sped up so rapidly because if yeah. you look at like chimps and stuff like that they've been largely the same the entire time yeah and like at the time we were at an evolutionary climax you know what i mean so mm-hmm. it was like you know for that to happen something there had to be a catalyst you know what i mean yeah yep. um and in order to order in order to be a catalyst there has to be mm-hmm. some sort of disruption in the way things are going yeah um so basically we are in africa and at the time um like we're still canopy dwelling apes pretty much living mm-hmm. off fruit and insects mm-hmm. and um but the climate is drastically changing in africa mm-hmm. and uh the rainforests which used to be there are turning into grasslands so like yeah. we're forced out of the rainforest and mm-hmm. into these grasslands due to like you know nutritional stress and stuff like that yeah. and uh forced out into the grasslands and come across like these mushrooms um which would have been mm-hmm. growing out of like buffalo shit and all that type of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. and as you said like the packs of people who would have been eating these um mushrooms uh first of all their vision would have been uh mm-hmm. their vision would have been improved yeah um, especially in like edge detection so mm-hmm. they have more chance of survival against a pack of lions per se and yeah. they have more chance of successful hunting when they're hunting mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And, uh, it was something like so, hand eye coordination as well, or yeah, vision hand and hand eye coor- coordination. Hand eye coordination was like, is what orthodox, it was like what orthodox science, uh, evolution mm-hmm. will tell you is like, what was the catalyst for this brain power? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. the ability to have to, cause like, we had to throw a spear and coordinate. Yeah, things. we had this rapid change of tool building and our environment yeah. was very different. So we had to adapt immediately to it. But there's also a weird thing about imagination that like we're the only, as far as we're aware, like that would have been a time when there was cave paintings being made. I can't remember that French cave painting, the oldest one yeah. in the world, but um, that kind of creative artistic endeavor that human beings went on. I think McKenna also kind of attributes that to psychedelics yeah he like he, he like he attributes the whole like you know you you have an ape right mm-hmm. an ape is just an ape and he does his thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah but we are basically at the time we're like an advanced ape so like mm-hmm. we have an endless repertoire of sounds that we we're in, we know we can make with our voice boxes you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then you throw in these like boundary dissolving experiences with uh with mushrooms and who's to say that like you know they start putting meaning to the sounds that they can make all mm-hmm. of a sudden we have language and we can speak mm-hmm. to each other you know what i mean and yep. like poetry comes from that and storytelling and like mm-hmm. everything that makes you a human pretty much comes yep. from that you know what i mean well also the ability to represent things um to abstract from your experience and represent it kind of gives you the ability to think of the future because yeah. the future always just exists hypothetically, but um, that would have been a time, I suppose, when if the prefrontal cortex was developing, we would have been starting to be able to think uh, about time and about more than just uh, instinctual kind of living. Yeah. So I've never like seen he- any, yeah, I don't know if he talks about that, but um, it's, yeah, it's an interesting kind of you can just imagine like you know you can imagine an early human ancestor who's like Mm -hmm. who has a already has an extremely large brain you know what i mean yeah and is like just doesn't have the the know-how and then he Mm -hmm. he eats a high dose of psychedelic mushrooms you know what i mean and just (laughs) sits on the grass for four hours (laughs) and like what that might do to that person's brain you know what i mean yeah 
Well, um, it certainly would change things, all right. And the thing is, I suppose you wouldn't need all of them to be doing it. It would just need to be one, and then there would be some amount of. But I, I wonder if they ever tried to give psychedelics to monkeys now. Man, See, that's <laughs> what I was just. That's what I, I've been thinking about this for the last few days. It's like, I mean, why don't they have a pack of chimps that they're just giving uh, mushrooms to? And just see, see how they start getting on. They start talking like to each other. There's probably that? ethical problems. Like it'll be Planet of the Apes, and they're going to be like, <laughs> they'll start playing tunes. And, and yeah. they did it with an elephant, where they gave an elephant like tons of LSD. And then it went crazy and they had to kill it. I can't yeah. remember the exact experiment, but that was <laughs> maybe. Yeah, experimentation with psychedelics has been, thankfully, it's kind of the doors opened up a lot more now. Yeah, man. But I, it had been I kind of this, shut um, down. I was reading this book called uh, How to Change Your Mind um, mm-hmm. by a fella called Michael Pollan. And he's a, oh, yeah, yeah. he's sort of like a foodie nutritionist type of guy and he got like infatuated with psychedelics um, and mm-hmm. wrote this book yeah. but like it was explaining all the like the history of psychedelics and psychedelic research and stuff you know what I mean yeah. and it's like mm-hmm. we just lost so much research um, yeah because there was so much good research happening at the time mm-hmm. and um and then yeah like Nixon and all that shit happened and yep. uh, it just got shut down. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. where we where would we be at now? Like yeah. if if that uh, if that research had continued, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it caused like, quite a they're strange. Making, they're making oh, waves now since since they've started redoing it. They're they're making yep. waves. You know what I mean? Yep, and doing it properly, I suppose, for people with PTSD and the effects that it can have for people who are in distress as a kind yeah. of performance enhancer uh, for therapy i mean those ends but there is also i suppose i'm always painfully aware of the dangers of psychedelics as well that they like as you've said with the experience with the ayahuasca that that's only the tip of the iceberg like how deep you can go and then the problem of getting lost in the the kind of of the depth of the experience and like not coming back from it i suppose yeah you know it's it's like everything in moderation you know what i mean and yeah. like you need to lo- know your limits and like you need to know that like um all psychedelics are like extremely extremely powerful substances and they work in crazy mm-hmm. ways on your brain and like mm-hmm. if you abuse that you know mm-hmm. um you can expect to get your ass handed to you you know what i mean that's for sure man definitely yeah. that they're not toys to be messed yeah. around with that they're very Although, potent you know, if I'm at Body and Soul and somebody offers <laughs> yeah, me yeah, a right. handful of mushrooms, like I'm gonna eat them, you know what I mean? You're but uh, but you know, you do gotta you do gotta have some sort of respect for them because like how many people mm-hmm. do you know that have lost their fucking marbles, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the real day. I mean Albert Hoffman, that one with uh when he discovered LSD, I saw you putting up uh, for bicycle day recently yeah. talking about that story. Was it yeah. did he lose his I mean, I know he went he he accidentally did a huge amount of LSD. What well, what's I the think full the, story? The first it? the first time, so he had synthesized LSD um, mm-hmm. a couple of years previous, and he accidentally um, ingested some of it, and like mm-hmm. had some sort of trip, and was yeah. like, you know, what the hell was that? And then yeah. it wasn't until a, a couple of years later when he was like, right. I'm purposely going to take a higher dose of this now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And see what happens. Um so that bicycle day story, he was he was purposely trying to see what the effects were of LSD. Okay. Um mm-hmm. and yeah, like what an experience, you know what I mean? So yeah, he just ended up cycling around absolutely blasted, <laughs> thinking that everybody was witches there. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not sure how he actually got on, but uh I'd say it was the longest like, cycle of his entire life, to be yeah. honest. If he was, <laughs> that was, yeah, it's so, it's such a strange, because there is this whole kind of culture at the moment of like uh, self-improvement, I think, that's gone to like the absolute extremes where you have people now like microdosing in Silicon Valley and stuff to try and get that performative edge over everybody else. And yeah. psychedelics in that sense is a very different, well, maybe it's, maybe it lacks the communal aspect that you find in traditional tribes and it's more about this kind of individual performance all the time how do you what's your philosophy on psychedelics how do you think about them as a a medicine or as a 
you know, like I a good think time. Of, think about them as a good time, and I think about them as a medicine, both nearly equally. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. I know I can go to a concert or go to a festival and take some mm-hmm. mushrooms and have a much better time than I would have mm-hmm. if I didn't take them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also mm-hmm. know that if I take a higher dose of mushrooms when I'm by myself or mm-hmm. um, you smoke a pipe of DMT by yourself, you know what I mean? That mm-hmm. that um, that that is going to give me a, a totally different experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like the learning, um, the learning that you can do um, mm-hmm. on those experiences where you're actually trying to get something out of it. Yeah. Is incredible. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what's some stuff that you've learned from these experiences? What were things that you brought back um, um, that you found useful for your life? Like just like opening my eyes to mm-hmm. like how I should be living my life and how I should be treating the planet mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and how I am like infinitely connected to everything else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I can tell you of a, a my one of my most recent uh, DMT experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in my room and mm-hmm. I smoked it and mm-hmm. I wasn't given like a full crazy visual trip. Yeah. But um, I was, you know, chatting to the DMT guy who a lot of people will see um, mm-hmm. when you're in, when you're in that neck of the woods, and he <laughs> he was just like uh, he was just saying to me, you know, you've been here a few times, and uh, just want to let you know that that uh, me and you are now in a in a lifelong sort of relationship now. You know what I mean? And he was yeah. like, um you need to live your life in a way that honors this friendship. And if you were to do anything that, um, that like, you know, dishonors this friendship, that would be really bad for both of us. You know what I mean? And I was just like, whoa. Whoa. bro, Dude. And how do you think about that? I mean, what would dishonor the friendship? What's the... Just being a cunt. You know being I mean? a dick yeah, yeah being a dick in general in what um, in what way as in being cruel to people being, being cruel resentful. to people you know what i mean or like you know mm. flicking my cigarette butt on the ground something as simple yeah. as that you know what i mean uh-huh. like i'll come home from a night out now with a pocket full of cigarette butts you know what i mean yeah um yeah, because you're just, not you're not lettering them anywhere so it's made yeah. you more conscious of your more conscious yeah more conscious and like yeah yeah, I suppose that's the whole thing about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Consciousness and and uh, yeah, just a lot more conscious of what I'm doing. And, and does it affect uh, your your conscience, like your inner voice when you're doing something? Are is your is your conscience, you know, somehow related to the DMT dude? Is there a connection between those two? Or are you like I better I fucking? Know. I don't, don't want to break and this I don't, uh, you know, bond we got going on. So I got to like, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I don't know. It it could well be, you know what I mean? It could yeah. well be, but I just I don't have I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah. yeah. Um cuz there's like, you know, there's there's like experiences you, you can have on DMT which is just like, you know, <laughs> there isn't an explanation like shit balls, is. you know what I mean? It's like Yeah. And somebody like somebody else will tell you you're fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like in my eyes, I've met God <laughs> numerous yeah. times. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and, you, know, a, mm. you can tell me I'm crazy all you like, but you know, that's, that's what I've experienced, you know? Yeah. There's that thing with DMT where there is, the problem is that the proof is in the pudding. Like people do have these repeated experiences again and again. It's not like, yeah. it's just one person going, Oh yeah, this is weird thing happened to me. It's like, if you do that, this is more than likely what will happen. You will yeah. go to one of these places, you will experience these things. And so it does call into question the nature of reality and, you know, what what a human consciousness is really, how it relates to this other strange place. I think dreams do that as well, because we have strange dreams all the time and we don't go, oh, I must be mental or something. But everybody goes to bed at night and has a psychedelic voyage. Yeah. which is like completely bizarre, yeah. but um, it's still, you know, a, an accepted thing. But these, yeah, with but the DMT. Know, like, mm-hmm. Sorry, go ahead. Um, oh, sorry, I've just lost my strain of thought. 
Continue. I'm always trying to figure out with psychedelics, I suppose, because having done them in my life, haven't I haven't done them in, in quite a while, really. But I've been trying more because I'm still on I'm on the same train as you, really trying to piece my life together, figure out what I want to do, you know, mm. make these decisions and who I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Like it's a it's a weird time. I think the age we're at where you kind of have to start thinking about these things. Um. And it really I do is, wonder, and it can it yeah. can melt people's brains. You know what I mean? It's uh, it can be very stressful for sure. It can be very stressful. And mm. let me just tell you a story about a friend of mine mm-hmm. and one of his psychedelic experiences. And this is yeah. something else that you can uh, mm-hmm. that you can gather from a psychedelic experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're feeling lost or feeling mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. uh, a dose of mushrooms can just you know give you that little push as to like where maybe you should be going. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine is um up the sugar loaf um mm-hmm. on his own, takes mushrooms, has a big trip, and um all he gathers from the trip is the phrase it's written in the stones, it's written in the stones, it's written in the stones. Yeah. And now as um a big part of his income, he's uh carving um carving sculptures out of stone and writing yeah. words in stone and selling them wow. on. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. <laughs> you know. That's so strange. That reminds me of, I mean, what kind of what we're talking about here, this interesting of looking for your path, figuring out what you want to do, and that kind of synchronicity that happens with psychedelics. I think it also happens outside of that if you're paying attention to stuff. Like, you'll have these weird coincidences and moments. I mean, it could drive you absolutely mental if, like, that's what you're doing all the time if you're, like, looking for messages in the sky and stuff. But, I think also your attention is drawn to things that can guide you to who you're supposed to be. You're always 100%. kind of paying attention to things that can transform you in a way. It's like, you and know, I think, it's mm. when you become really interested in something, yep. you will just start recognizing it everywhere and noticing yep. it everywhere. Yeah. And like, that is just, you know, who knows what it is. Is it something mm. else going on or is it just you becoming more, Mm-hmm. you know more focused on what you want to be doing the way carl um, young thought about it which i think is interesting is that he said what draws your attention is actually your future self calling to your present self to basically actualize that future person okay. so it's like could you could you uh could you just actually repeat that sentence again yeah so what your attention he says what draws your attention is actually your future self trying to call itself into being basically okay, so cool. you you become very interested in something because it has this importance for your who you're going to be he yeah. kind of had it from the aspect that it, it is literally like a a temporal thing where there's because he had this a causal principle of time so carl jung didn't actually believe in like linear time yeah. the way you would in physics uh he wrote a book with a guy called Wolfgang Pauli, who was one of the early uh, founders of quantum physics yeah. um, about an a-causal principle. So basically they said that time doesn't work like we think time does. Time actually works more like drama. Yeah. It's more okay. like that's how human you. time this, works. Like, this just literally leads me into um, like a story, which yeah. goes, I can't believe you actually said this. Um, (laughs) and what we're talking about and how i found my path because this is insane right and this has been like blowing my mind ever since it happened Mm -hmm. um so when i was still back in dublin um Mm -hmm. i'm going out to the car i'm going to get into the car and there's a pokemon card face down on the ground outside my car yeah. and pick it up and I was like what the fuck is this who even plays with Pokemon cards these days none of the kids <laughs> yeah. on my street do you know what I mean so I don't yeah. know what this Pokemon card is even doing here yeah. so I pick it up and it's a mushroom Pokemon card and I was like yeah. whoa man and like <laughs> I was like real infatuated with mushrooms at the time Yeah, and I was like right this is this is crazy put that in the wallet yeah. Um, <laughs> like um, fast forward a year and I'm in <laughs> Australia and uh, I'm going to work. I was working in a furniture removals place and I jump out of the truck and I'm walking up the driveway of this person's house, face down Pokemon card on the ground. <laughs> what? I was like, no way, no way. It doesn't pick happen it twice. Pick it up, <laughs> uh, shroomish mushroom Pokemon card. Yeah. And um, I was like, whoa, like this is insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, 
then pretty recently I've been telling somebody about this story and they're like, it's probably your future self leaving messages for your for your <laughs> present self to tell you to get into mushrooms. And I was just like, you know, it could well be. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. But it, it is, it's a weird, I mean, it can come across as like this kind of new age and crazy stuff, but it's actually kind of how your perceptual system works as well. Like our, we don't understand how our attention, because like, there's so many things that you can look at at any one time. Like you could look at one object infinitely for the rest of your life. Like there's so many different ways to look at one thing. So why we look at things is a bit of a mystery. I mean, there are obviously all the evolved systems that we have that guide us to food, to people, to, you know, purpose. And they're actually, I think they're optimized to a certain extent for us to, to discover these these paths for us to navigate now why that happens i don't know it it'll get pretty metaphysical but i think if you pay attention to what you pay attention to it can tell you a lot about yourself and about who you're you're supposed to be 100 100 percent. and just like things as simple as I, I picked up a mushroom postcard um yeah when i was in a shop there i just seen it i was like oh that's cool i want that mm-hmm. and then uh, i'll send it to somebody eventually mm-hmm. and then um like at the same time where I was literally like thinking about um thinking about mushrooms and becoming a mm-hmm. mushroom farmer, uh mm-hmm. I jumped out of the van and like something had fallen out of the van. I picked yeah. it up and I picked it back up and it was that mushroom thing and I was just like yeah. me looking at this at this time, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really like, <laughs> wow, this is like yeah. for whatever reason, this is I've just seen this again. Yeah. And it's just another sign it just keeps coming back and it to is go, to go that way, you know? Yeah, man. And it makes life really meaningful. It gives you a real sense of this kind of the mystery of things, which for yeah. me is always a clear sign that I'm on the right path. Like when life becomes like really stale and boring and repetitive and there's no adventure to it, that's when I've really, you know, I feel like I'm lost or I've lost the, I've lost the trail of where I'm, where I was kind of being guided towards previously. Yeah. Um, it's and that's something that psychedelics is very good like the first time i ever did lsd was on my 19th birthday uh, which kind of tripped me out because everybody was like oh you were born this day 19 years ago i was like oh my god <laughs> so what uh, like how do i make sense of that like <laughs> and it was but it was so like it just sat there and listened to every pink floyd album ever made back to back for like 18 hours nice and man it totally changed the way I looked at the world completely. Yeah. Like it, it made everything felt different. I was curious about different things. I, it just, it opened me up to a whole world of possibilities that I didn't know about. Um, yeah, admittedly I, like I was doing it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was it. Just that it, it did change things very significantly for me. And then I suppose um, it could go the other way for other people, which is like, you can't, you know, it's it's not a guaranteed thing, but it definitely helped me to experience a sense of um, meaning and purpose that I hadn't really, that feeling of connected to everything. Yeah. Like, I could tell you, like, you know, if my 17 or 18 year old self could see mm-hmm. me now, you know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, yeah. no way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How is this where we ended up? Um, yeah. compared to like you know the way i was going at the time yeah and uh like i really i really like i'm grateful that um mm-hmm. i became like a psychedelic being you know what i mean yeah and mm-hmm. like the sort of path that that's led me on the people mm-hmm. that i've met from it and just like mm-hmm. it's interesting you know what i mean yeah it's interesting mm-hmm. and like one psychedelic experience even if you only have the one you know what i mean that mm-hmm. can that can be enough to just mm-hmm. to just I don't know. Open some doors to things. Open some doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But even that, like just in your own life, having that mentality of kind of that there is a mystery in life and that there is strange things going on that you don't understand and that you're actually being called to be something by the world or yeah. by some strange four dimensional being who you're, <laughs> you're now bros with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so, I mean, those kind of experiences you, you really feel like uh, a human being in that way where you're like, wow, I'm, 
I'm part of this huge mysterious world that I don't get. Whereas a lot of the time you're just walking around, and you're like, eh, yeah, fucking that's, yeah. That's the thing. Like you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like I hundred percent believe that like there's something going on that we mm-hmm. can't even comprehend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, some people will call you crazy. Like, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty into um space and science and stuff as well. And I'd be listening yeah. to people talking, um, uh-huh. like certain astrophysicist guys. Yeah. And you can tell when they're talking, which one yeah. of them, like the ones that have had a big psychedelic experience and the ones, <laughs> yeah. that, ha- and the ones that haven't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the yeah. ones that haven't, mm. they just disregard religion and disregard yeah. like, yeah god and anything to do with god and stuff you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. then some of them are still like the top scientists in the world but still just have a bit more of a bit more of a, an outlook that you know that yeah. says maybe there's some things we will never be able to explain as a scientist, well that's like know? the big thing the decoherence kind of because the religious worldview of human beings is very much one that we're kind of the center of the the moral universe like you're personal battle between good and evil is the central plot of the world whereas with physics and things like that we're just kind of like mold on the edge of the crust it's like we're in this infinitely expanding universe that kind of came out of nothing and keeps getting bigger and we're just some sort of accident i suppose that's aware that it's an accident and i do find they're incommensurate with each other and the religious worldview i think has been that type of where you're paying attention to things and where your life has very rich significance has become treated with a lot of suspicion because we have this objective view of our nature that's kind of become the norm really but it causes problems it causes this nihilism i think it causes people to become to think about themselves in the third person rather than the first person because first and foremost we are embodied creatures before we are physicists or anything else mm-hmm. we have um that's how reality presents itself to us yeah and i think there's a lot to be said for believing in that and for embracing Absolutely. it yeah mm. yeah but it's like <sighs> the fact that we're able to look like out from the world and and out into the universe and just like you know just wonder you know what i mean yeah. just wonder and ponder and like you know yeah a cow doesn't look up into the sky and just be like what the fuck is going on you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> just a cow you know what i mean yeah they're We're just like, chill we just have this ability with our mm-hmm. fucking mad consciousness to be able to look up yeah. and just i don't know just fucking think about mad shit yeah yeah and i mean psychedelics are certainly a pathway into that match that's kind of what always drew me to like terence mckenna and guys like that like there's it is a layer of reality that people can go to and see that there's such bizarre stuff going on like it can get a bit boring sometimes and it's a real kind of eye-opener experience to to do that do you think would you do the ayahuasca again it's man it's like top of my list i can i can feel the uh I can feel the the calling to go back yeah. and uh, and get really like get a lot deeper into it. Um, yeah, I reckon I'll probably uh, I reckon I'll probably end up spending a close to a year in South America after I leave Australia. Man, I could see you being like a shaman proper. <laughs> I, could, I could definitely I could see you being a good leader and shaman for sure. I have much, I have much to learn. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's something I definitely like to um, mm-hmm. to be able to do is you know hold a psychedelic space and uh you know mm-hmm. yeah, open up guide a, people open up a, a a space where people can come and and sort of discover themselves but um there's actually a crowd um from Ireland they're called inward bound um mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know if you know them um but it's two dudes uh, from Dublin uh Dara Stewart and Rob Coffey who yeah. are running um psilocybin mushroom retreats over in the netherlands oh yeah um so yeah you can book you can book in through i'm not sure what the covid situation is with them but i yeah. know um i know a good few people who have been on them mm-hmm. and uh apparently they're extremely extremely good and uh yeah. 
Dara and Rob are two two amazing dudes. Mm-hmm. So if anyone's uh, if anyone's intrigued to like you know mm-hmm. do a high dose of mushrooms in a very controlled and legit setting, I would uh, I would advise checking out Inward Bound. Inward Bound, Sick. yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you could go back, uh, having had all these experiences and everything, if you could go back to seventeen year old Scrimmy, what advice would you give him? What would you say? I would do. tell him, go and have those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you go and have those experiences, you know? Because, yeah. I mean? like, I don't know. Things are just, things are mundane. You know, I was 17. I thought it was fucking mad, you know what I mean? I was just going down this this road where a psychedelic, uh, a psychedelic way of life was not going to be a thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's the advice I would give. Just go and do it. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. Mm-hmm. And what's next for you? What's going on with mushrooms with Scrimmy? What's the plan? What can we look plan forward to? Plan is so you can uh, you can expect to see me making lots of mistakes, learning how to grow mushrooms. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll film the I'll film the whole process. Yeah. Um. And also, as I'm learning more just about mushrooms in general, I'll keep posting videos and stuff about about yeah. what I'm learning. But uh, yeah, the goal will be for you to watch me go from growing one or two mushrooms in my bedroom to growing heaps of mushrooms in a shipping container or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and everything in between, and learning on the journey with you as well. Yeah, absolutely. And is there anything you want to plug or anything you check? Obviously, people should go follow Mushrooms with Scrimmy. Yeah, check please out the give, journey. Me, give me a follow on Mushrooms with Scrimmy. Um, mm-hmm. I would definitely check out um, Inward Bound Retreat. Yeah, and um, I actually just uh, I actually just found an Instagram page called Decriminalize Nature Ireland, mm-hmm. um, and they literally have only just started their page. Um, but anything to do with um, making psychedelic therapy uh legal um yeah just if there's any petitions or anything that anyone finds um mm-hmm. to just to just do it you know what i mean because it's uh it's the next big thing in psychiatry you know what i mean yeah it's a fascinating time we live in man and god knows people need some more healing there's a lot of people really suffering at the moment and god if there's a way in this to help people bring people together and yeah just to get to know themselves better i think we yeah. all need it absolutely absolutely yeah. for sure well i appreciate you speaking with me brother and enlighten me about all this um you've given me a lot to think about on the subject yeah I'm sure no worries we'll man happy to be happy to, uh, happy to be here and yeah we can have another chat when i'm a bit further down the line and we'll get to uh, the bottom of it We'll get to the bottom of it if there even is a fucking bottom. <laughs> that's that's what I'm suspicious about, man. I it seems to be all uh yeah. It seems we to just can, keep uh, going. It's a lot it's a lot easier said than done, you know what I mean? Yeah, just trying to get a toe down. But yeah. appreciate it, brother. No worries. If you like the ideas discussed there within, you would probably enjoy my book, The Man with a Mirror Face, which you can purchase at the link below from Amazon for seven ninety nine. It would be sweet if you did that and then you told me about it because I want to know what you think, what you liked, what you didn't like, what's working, what's not working. It would be very helpful. Have a great day or night or whenever you're listening to this. Could be millions of years in the future. You're ancient architects looking back, trying to figure out what it was like this time. Um, This podcast probably explains it. It's pretty weird. Doing some crazy shit. Hope you enjoy it. Hope the world hasn't exploded. Appreciate it.